Hello and welcome to episode number 232 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Good man, good. I am excited this week. Yeah, the week is I'm here, finally I'm here. here. I'm here for you this week. <laughs> yeah, you can you can back me up. You've seen you've seen the film as well. Um, yeah, I've seen the film. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we are here to talk about the one and only Psycho Goreman. Um, here to save us from just just I don't even know what is here to save us from life in general. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll get to that very very soon. It's one of those surreal ones. Even like this always happens when I do the intro to these types of films, where it's like, oh, we've seen the film now, like. It's just weird, isn't it? Like it's very strange, especially this one because it was mm. such a crazy film. And then I was like, I remember when I saw the trailer, and and it was um, pre-pandemic. We saw yeah. this trailer, and mm-hmm. I was like, this movie's never coming out. <laughs> and then, and then like the pandemic happened, I'm like, this movie's never coming out. Like, <laughs> and, and we've finally seen it. Yes. So yeah, we will, we will talk about that very soon. Um, but first, there's a little bit of news, and we're really not going to spend long on this because it fucking sucks. Um, so basically, everyone What's decided to delay their films in the past week um yeah. loads of different companies so we're just going to rattle through a lot of these because i'm only talking about a lot of these just because it literally all happened in the past week otherwise from now on i'm only going to talk about major ones um but yeah let's start with the one that is definitely the most depressing um the movie that is never going to come out at this point is a quiet place part two um delayed again this is like the third or fourth delay now um and it's been delayed until the 17th of september later this year um and for those keeping track that is now an 18 month delay for a movie that we were less than six days away from seeing we had the tickets mm-hmm. we had purchased the tickets it's okay. just sickening isn't it it's just absolutely sickening <laughs> like there's no other word for it and i just it sucks because it has completely killed my hype for this movie entirely and yeah. maybe that's just a coping mechanism right now to say you know oh, it can't hurt me because i don't care about it um but like right now i'm just like i don't give a shit about this movie anymore like they have just killed my hype completely with an a an 18 month delay when you were that close to release that's mm. just disgusting and like it's it just sucks yeah um but yeah there's kind of a bunch of other the new dates as well um a couple in here are actually first dates for these movies, which is pretty cool. The first one is The Night House. Um, we kind of briefly just touched on this where it's David Bruckner's new movie, his follow-up after The Ritual. Um, and this was kind of going around festivals pre-COVID and is kind of the reason why he's now attached to do Hellraiser. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's an original movie um, and it's coming out July 16th. Um, so that's like a first date for that one. Um, the next yeah, delay... I'll take, I'll take some first date news. Yes. <laughs> um, this next delay is the one that might have hit me the hardest actually um, is Last Ghost Night Buster. in Soho. <laughs> um, because yeah, this was coming in April um, and I knew it was going to happen because Edgar Wright is such a huge love lover of the cinema experience um, and this movie was always going to wait until you can get that experience and it has now been delayed again until october 22nd um and you'll start to see a trend soon with some of these delays yeah. um antlers which was i think rescheduled to feb like was just around the corner has now mm. also been delayed until october 29th um the one is gonna be banging me <laughs> oh yeah it's gonna be i can't wait to see all these films definitely <laughs> um this one is the one that probably hurt you the most but ghostbusters afterlife has now been <sighs> delayed 
um when was this coming out was it like around may wasn't it may june i think um may, I, I can't i i, I don't know because i i just can't keep <laughs> up with any of these no um but it's now coming out november 11th um and then the other new date is um nightmare alley which is guillermo del toro's new directed film um Ooh. so yeah coming december 3rd so very excited for that one um and then just a couple more to rattle off escape room 2 has been delayed until january 2022 I forgot that um, was morbius also january 2022 um the uncharted movie february 2022 and then the movie that is just keeps on trucking no time to die has also been delayed until october <laughs> um and this along with the quiet place 2 i now have zero interest in this yeah. film because of the well, delays it is just seen, ridiculous uh wonder woman now like uh, yes. like i was worried that i'd seen the entire movie in the trailers and i 100 percent mm. have um and and i'm almost yeah. certain that's the same with uh bond um 100 yeah we saw these trailers a million uh, times last I guess, year like, i don't want to talk about this for long but like is the summer barren mm. at this point i mean every the next six months is pretty much mm. barren like i did that in chronological order so obviously other than the night house yeah. um, I just, I just like, everything else whether, got shifted like, to is it is it like non-horror stuff that's got cinema like like summer dates have we got some marvel stuff in that, that that's that's summer or or is everyone literally just decided that summer's not going to happen still I mean, there is like like Spiral right now haven't moved, okay. so that's still May yeah. as of this recording. Um, because and of, I don't know about Black Widow as well. I can't remember I where just, that's scheduled. I just don't know why they're they're fixating on this October date. You know, that's the thing that's is surprising me. That kind of mm. you know why have they gone that far? Um, well this is super depressing for me because this just feels like the exact same thing that happened last year and i said it in the best of where i felt like we lost about six months of the year because the distributors and the production companies didn't know what to do during the pandemic mm. and they decided to just hit the pause button and they'll be like it'll all and it'll all blow away let's just go to the pub and it didn't happen and we're still not going to happen and i th i thought that they'd finally figured this stuff out to get different movies available on different platforms and this is a sign that i was wrong um they are doing the exact same thing again they are just hitting the delay button pause 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 shift 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 and this is why we're seeing everything right now they're like oh it'll be it'll be over by october so everything's just getting moved to this mythical october you thought, you thought hollywood was living in the real world for a minute there yeah exactly hollywood, hollywood, hollywood hasn't moved on from the 60s in almost <laughs> any mindset let alone this one so that is so true um i think the the reason why i think i had a bit of hope was the hbo max yeah. warner bros deal and i think as of right now i still want to give them huge credit for that because they could easily go back on it but as of right now they haven't and like to just set a goddamn plan in motion and be like mm -hmm. we're going to commit to this we're probably going to lose a fuck ton of money but we're not just going to delay our movies for another year we have other movies movies coming um so i commend them them for that um of but all the, the people as well i would say that like wb is is the one that doesn't have a ton of stuff in the can do you know what i mean like i know they've got some good movies coming but they're not mm. like some of these yeah. companies you know they they, they don't yes yeah, you know i i respect them more for that do you know what i mean like if if they had a pause it would have made more sense i think because a lot of their other movies do seem far away but you know they yeah. made you know they've made a bold decision which i'm i'm so so glad we at least get to see some of that
Yeah, exactly. And like we've talked about it where it's obviously not ideal because a lot of these movies and there's one later on, which we'll get to talk about with the trailer is like, I don't want to see these movies at home. I want to see them in the cinema. But like it gets to a point. I mean, a lot of these movies as well, like obviously we're trying to focus on the horror here and it does get very adjacent quickly. But like most horror movies aren't again i want to be careful but it's they're not all designed to be seen on the big screen nice. like I'm, I'm looking at a lot of these movies that keep getting pushed like antlers where it's like you can make money with that by selling it to a good streaming platform and get eyes on, horror, on a movie like that. horror in its entire history you know um mm. i've i i you know i, I recently spoke about the tremors um yes set. And all of the documentary was just saying about how that movie tanked. Like it got such positive pre previews, it it tanked in the cinema, and it absolutely underperformed, and it was an absolute bomb. And then home video like made it this gem and made it made this it massive profitable <laughs> franchise. And and then lo and behold, not a single Tremors movie since has had a theatrical release, and that mm. that entire franchise has lived off that. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, horror is a genre that, that is that is like steeped in history in having a, a long tail and not just this, you know, we are Avengers. We are going to kill at the box office if we don't kill in the first three weeks. It's a failure. That's not the case with a horror movie. Yeah, and it's just about adapting. Like at this point in time, mm. I, I I can't see how A Quiet Place 2 is remotely going to make the same money as A Quiet Place 1. It's just not. Like we're living in a different world right now. They didn't know that, of course, when they made a sequel. But you have to just adapt to it. And like the fact that they are already greenlighting a third one, you know, that says to me like, oh, okay, they think that they're not going to lose a shit ton of money on two. Otherwise they wouldn't be greenlighting free. Um, so it's like, do you really think that you can just keep preserving that cinema date? And then when it comes out, everyone's going to flock and go see it. And mm -hmm. it's going to be this big hit. Like it's just not going to happen. Like people didn't go to Tenet and that was a big movie. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's really frustrating. Um, but moving on, um, a movie that we are going to be seeing next month, in fact, has got a new trailer. Um, and it's we're finally here, actually, the full trailer for Wrong Turn. Um, the new version, uh, or I guess the new installment in the franchise, uh, simply titled Wrong Turn, um, is apparently going to be widely available February 26th. Um, so about a month away on this one. And there was a pretty small trailer, which I appreciated, not a really long one. Um, did mm. you check out the trailer? Yeah, well, I'm I'm fascinated by the trailer of this because I think Wrong Turn as a franchise is one that's kind of known for a few things, like it's over-the-top gore and violence and the way that the killers look. Mm. And this move, this, these trailers, like we've had a we've had the two trailers now, and both of them have done a really good job of of like one of two things is going to happen. Like this movie just has nothing in it. That's why <laughs> it's not showing it in the trailer. Or they've done a great marketing job where. You know, they've made me realize, you know, like, as a, you know, I, I'm a wrong turn fan. I've seen all the movies. I've enjoyed most of them and the, the early ones in particular. And I think like this made me look at it and go, OK, yep, it's the same sort of setting. We've got some traps there. Like, I'm in. And like, mm. I don't need any more. Um, and so, yeah, so far, I think they've done a great job. And I, I, I just hope that because I, I remember in the past, like some of those trailers were the obnoxious over the top showing you all the kills sort of thing. Mm. um so so yeah we'll, we'll see but yeah i'm i'm really down for a wrong turn movie 
Yeah, I think it looked cool. Like, I appreciated how short this trailer was. And like I say, I appreciate with you that it didn't give too much away. But it looked like it had more going on than I guess I'd expect a new wrong-term movie to look like. Mm. You know, there was, like, hints of a cult and, and stuff like that. Where I was like, oh, okay, there's some, like, cool stuff going on here. Where it isn't just random people getting killed by other random people. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though that can be very fun if it's done right. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it looks cool. Um, and then, yeah, next up is is kind of the, the vast opposite end of trailers. Kind of the long-talked-about finally hair Godzilla versus Kong trailer. <laughs> um, so obviously this is just around the corner, March 26. It is part of that sort of HBO deal. So we like, that's what gives me confidence, you know, talking about HBO Max, like, and we'll get to this movie in a sec because I really do want to see this on a big screen and not at home. Um, but we know that we're going to get that, you know, it's going to come out if cinemas are open. Great. If not within 21 days, 21 it'll be available days. to rent. Um, and I think that sort of security is nice right now. Um, but aside from that, what did you, what'd you make of this mental trailer? Um, oh, so many things <laughs> like the first half of the trailer. I was just like, Oh God, these goddamn movies. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I just, I haven't been a fan of any of these modern era, um, you know, um, Western kind of Godzilla and Kongs. Mm. And, um, and then suddenly, uh kong punches godzilla in the face and i'm like oh, <laughs> fuck yeah i'm in <laughs> so like i'm i'm so torn and like it's and also it's annoying because like obviously there's a lot of characters in there from like the previous movies that i've really not watched all the way through and so like part <laughs> of me is like oh i kind of feel like i need to see them before no, you don't. i'm just not <laughs> i'm just not i can't because then it will just make me hate it even more i'm just like no i just need to see kong punch godzilla in the face like yeah. that's that's all i need um but yeah, I you know, <laughs> it's it's a weird one. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much with you. Like the human stuff was exactly like the previous three movies of like here's a bunch of amazing actors who I love doing com- mm. just complete nonsense. Like they're non characters. They're all running around just having heightened conversations about what's going on. You're the rub. You're the bad guy. And it's just like it's all nonsense. Like the human stuff that they've done in these pre- in these previous three movies is so bad. The character work and the dialogue. And again, they've got like Brian Cranston, Millie Bobby Brown, Vera Farmiga. Like there's a scars guard in this one. They have phenomenal actors that they're giving nothing to um so that sucks but then yeah then like you say you see godzilla and kong and i love that for the first half of the trailer i liked that they weren't giving too much away because it felt like even though that is giving such away because it it felt like it was the first meeting of the two you know like the bit on the on the ship Um, but like that was really cool and then like and then towards the end of the movie i was like oh this better not be the finale because that final shot of the trailer in like this crazy neon city that looked awesome and then seeing him just jump over with this like thor battle axe and hitting godzilla with it and like apparently it's one of godzilla's scales that he's like fashioned into an axe i was like fuck yeah like this looks like the dumb level of, of like it looked way more dumb in a good way than the previous three movies have um yeah which yeah, well, I, appreciate. I mean that was why i enjoyed pacific rim to a point yeah 100%. because like pacific rim was so over the top mm. and like yeah these movies from what i've seen just haven't been that i remember it was the godzilla one um where it was just um yeah vera famiga kind of going around to these different parts of the world seeing these creatures like um hibernating or like you know not there anymore because they've broken free and i was like when are we actually going to get some action in this movie mm. it, it, you know by the time it got to an hour and 20 um and i started seeing godzilla i turned it off yeah you know and and um so yeah like i 
I yeah, I'm I'm just down for the dumb action, and I don't want anything else from this. <laughs> no, and I, I think that's where we need to kind of like temper it because like we will get at least seventy minutes of just garbage, you know, mm. human dialogue and just boring character work. But then yeah, it's like those will be the moments where I'm just gonna like go go to the toilet and then hopefully come back in time for the cool fighting but yeah, yeah. This, this is definitely a movie as well when i watched the trailer where i was like the only way i'm going to get any sort of major enjoyment out of this is seeing it on the biggest loudest yeah. screen possible with as much sugar in my body at the same time mm. um watching this like on my own at home it's not going to have the same effect <laughs> like it's yeah. just not. Um, like, oh yeah i'm just gonna watch this on an ipad <laughs> <laughs> yeah with with earbuds in like no um so yeah like it for one hand i love what warner are doing but on the other hand, it's like if it's between not seeing this movie and seeing it at home, man, I don't know. That's going to be difficult. Um, but yeah, that is pretty much it for the news this week. Um, shall we talk about this week's film? Let's do it. Let's talk about Psycho Gorman. Oh, where where to begin with this little gem of a film? Um, I don't know, man. It, it's weird, right? Because you know, obviously, we we talked about it and my my level of excitement for this movie, and it was very weird because like it was hard for me to pinpoint where it started. Um, I, you know, we we've actually covered two of this director's previous movies now, uh, Stephen Kostansky, um, back yeah, like wow. really early on, which I'd completely forgot we covered it. Um, he did the movie The Void. Mm which I don't remember hardly anything about. I vaguely remember us being pretty tepid Oh, I remember. I, I, I didn't mind it. Like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't mind it. It was a real throwback movie. I thought which, it had cool creatures, this, right? Is that just, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, like, I couldn't remember anything about the story. And, mm. um, obviously, then we covered the Leprechaun movie. Um, mm-hmm. What was that one called? Is it, like, Returns? Um, Returns. Um, and it's really great, you know, <laughs> as, like, one of the few people in this world who really loves leprechaun franchise mm. i was so thankful that we got to cover one for the show and it was really good like it, it genuinely got what leprechaun was all about and it was just a mm. really fun movie that i really want to rewatch. um but it just put, it just put me in a good mood and that's all i wanted from a new leprechaun mm. movie and so then hearing that he's doing this new original wacky thing this kind of like paying homage and parodying a lot of things that i really like um along with just this like i remember just a really silly trailer it was weird that this kind of got built up to us because (laughs) there was never a reason for it it was just like oh this looks like a lot of fun to me and i think it just spoke to me on a weird level like you know how you just get a feeling like a gut feeling about certain movies Mm. um something about this movie was just like i got a feeling i'm gonna really like this one when i eventually get to watch it um so that was where my hype came from. And I think also in recent weeks um, when you had spoke about it, like I was low key excited for you to see this film because what you'd been describing, you wanted to see. I was like, mm. well, if Psycho Gorman delivers what I think it's going to deliver, you are describing Psycho, Psycho Gorman. You know, <laughs> you want something that's like not serious, just a good time and just very fun. Um, mm-hmm. And seeing how much you'd enjoyed stuff like Babysitter last year, I was like, man, I really want this film to come out. Um, so, yeah, I think that's pretty much the setup for this movie. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what is it about? <laughs> yeah, I think as well, like, because um, we, we'll get into it with the, with the, um, uh, film but the the director has done a lot of makeup work over the years worked on a lot of things in makeup design and like um you know this movie is yeah crazy and 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 certainly you can tell that the you know person behind the camera is 
a wizard when it comes to, mm. to makeup and, and on-screen prosthetics. Um, but, but He's yeah. worked on so many major franchises. Like, there was some yeah, Silent Hill and Resident Evil stuff in yeah. there as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Psycho Gore, man. I, uh, PG. Mm. Uh, in PG, in film title alone, nothing else. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess, like, again, like, uh, most weeks when I go into a, a plot, I always kind of start off with saying like, oh, I'm not going to go too far or I'm not going to say this and that. I don't like, obviously we're not going to talk final act of this movie and that sort of thing, <laughs> but you can't really spoil this movie. This no. movie is a movie that you have to just watch yeah. because it's the, 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 the craziness that's on screen. We will not be able to describe for you. No. And so uh, going into this synopsis, I'm not really that worried because I don't no. think I can spoil it. Um, now, this is like a visual tale that like, mm, no matter how much you talk mm, about it, you're never going to remotely get to explain. Yeah, like, yeah the exactly. I, can, I can give you the plot, but yeah. So mm. yeah, basically the, the brother and sister are, are um, playing in their back garden and they're kind of digging this giant hole and they kind of dig up this gem, uh, which um, later that evening, in a very kind of homage to, to Friday the 13th, we have our psycho gore man kind of being awoken because the gem has been released and um, he is this unnamed at the time killing <laughs> machine that... Um, can destroy the entire universe um with one catch and that is that the gem that um mimi has um in her possession um controls him so uh suddenly this little girl has control of um yeah the the ultimate uh weapon um that, that can destroy the universe and so um it's kind of you know this fun journey from there of we, we get a little bit of psycho gorman to begin with kind of just going out and wrecking people and then eventually mimi realizing that she has this power and seeing how a uh how old would you say she is like, i don't know 12 maybe like, yeah 10 12 year old girl kind of how she um wields that power mm. um and yeah i mean i can't wait anymore to hear you and, and how you how you feel about this yeah i mean like i was uh, you know <laughs> i was excited going into this one <laughs> and kind of minute one when you get this narration and this kind of like fantasy fucking backstory yeah. i was like i was like oh this is gonna be so fucking good and and then for the next 90 minutes i don't think i stopped smiling throughout the entire movie um and by the end of it all i could do was just give them a round of applause because this movie over delivered and then some um i absolutely adored it and like i fully expected to be somewhat disappointed this week um mm. because of the levels of hype and it truly did not capture you know what i was expecting with this movie because it was maybe the dumbest film i've ever seen um and i love it so much for that it, the the one thing that really stood out to me was that the tone was so consistent throughout the entire movie and i think we have seen so many films for this podcast that try to do different things and mix it up you know like an hour in 45 mm -hmm. minutes in. okay we're now going to change what kind of like the driving forces okay now we're going to put the drama really heavy or maybe we're going to lean you know lean back on the comedy and like it was just the same consistent tone throughout which was such an awesome mix of horror of amazing comedy of like incredible references and homages to like cinema of past and it just all worked and especially the the practical effects as well are just like 
they just make me happy to see the level of mm. crazy creatures and monster designs that they got into one film and the level of well building throughout this entire thing <laughs> was just incredible um yeah so it it was it hit me on every single mark like i had to pause the movie multiple times because i had tears in my eyes from crying of laughing um it was that funny and i was like i'm gonna miss shit like i have to just calm myself down um because like it's one of those movies and you see that a lot with with any great comedy is like once they get you in that place and then they add another layer and then another joke and then another joke it just adds to that level of comedy yeah and- the, the bloody dad like oh god he's so funny like yeah like the family dynamic between all four of them because initially you obviously introduced to the two young kids who are Mm. our main characters and you kind of thought like okay are the parents just going to be completely throwaway and like they're not like the whole family plays such an important role and it's so they're all like hilarious in their own different ways Mm. um and i love that and yeah like pg our main character is just i love everything about him well, he's his... he's unwielding like he is just he like you say from from minute one he's the mm. exact same thing which is hilarious yeah like his tone juxtapositioned with everything else just works perfectly where mm. like his voice is perfect i loved yeah. the voice performance in this film yeah. you know, entirely and like his line delivery of like i'm here to destroy the universe and these kids are like okay but you can you know watch us you know play video games like it's just it mm. worked instantly um and it was just so funny like you say the, the amount of gory over the top hilarious kills in this are like unrivaled um like this could you know this entire film could be our entire nomination for the rest of the year in terms of best kill because Mm. there was dozens like literally dozens of like incredibly creative kills that are both hilarious and gory um i think the the kind of the overall soundtrack and sound design really sold the 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 concept as well like early on when pg is talking it has this more like reverent kind of over the top sci-fi um Mm. track to it and then you have the kids that's a way more light-hearted upbeat soundtrack to it and it just it just works so fucking well like i'm i can't believe how well it all kind of tied together um like i'm really blown away by how well it works i think for me this is like easily my favorite comedy horror we've covered for the show hands down i can't even think of anything that made me remotely laugh as much of this um but i think the biggest compliment i can give it is that we've seen a lot of movies try and do this thing the whole kind of like homage throwback thing yeah um and we've seen mo- like moments of scare package last year was really awesome um I think like Terrifier is a really great throwback yeah, movie definitely. as well. Um, but we've, we've not seen a movie titled together in the way this movie does in terms of it's an original IP that is, that has huge franchise potential. Like by the end of this movie, I was just like, I just pray that we get a sequel to this one day because it's that good. And there was so much in the world and the universe of characters. Mm. And there's so many different eras you could set this in that would be great. And it all, it all stems from PG because he is the main star of the show here. And I don't want to get away from that. Like, he is, you know, the name in the movie. It's the main joke. Like the way he gets his name is incredible and it just works. Yeah. Um, but like he is the star of the show and everything revolves around him. Um, and you could put him in any other different scenario and I would I would want to watch that film. Um, but yeah, there, there's more to get to, but I, I really want to hear what you made of this film as well. Yeah, this, like, it's, it's so strange because like this movie just shouldn't be as good a quality throughout uh, no. what it is yeah. like when i'm watching it because you look at these sorts of movies and like you say they, they have a ceiling mm. of of like um scope and quality and everything else and like um you you don't tend to get like 
it all in in kind of the you know these movies um what was the oh god what was the fright fest one that we saw the sci-fi one um with the freak, freaks no oh, freaks, freaks yeah. like um that was kind of like this you know big sci-fi scope in a very small budget and like mm. this one just like the scope of it we've got like you know like what you've said we've got these creatures from like um other universes and planets and just like there are times like where it's kind of multiple creatures on screen at once and just like mm. these multiple effects and every one of them's hilarious. Yeah. Like that's the thing. They're hilarious and they look fantastic. And you've got like, um, like you say, you've got PC that's just doing P- PC PG <laughs> doing all of these, um, you know, crazy kills and, and creating these crazy effects and everything. And it is just like constant and every one of them looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, and like you say, it, it's absolutely hilarious and like it's just that the the plot gets more and more silly and it's just kind of i love how much they lean into the silly i love how much they lean into the the family being just like these absolute bunch of idiots where (laughs) they're just like the mum and dad dynamic in particular like you said just works so well and like you know when we get to like, you know, not, not to spoil anything, but like when we get to the finale and how the finale plays out, like I, I saw where it was going and I was like, Oh man, this joke is just going to land. Like mm. it's, uh, you, know, you know, I think it's a really unique gift in comedy to foreshadow a joke, then to tell the audience that you're going to make this joke, then make the joke and it still land and be funny. Do you mm. know what I mean? <laughs> And and like that's what they do in Gorman, where where yeah. you know the joke's coming, and you're like, oh, Leia, they're going to make this joke. That'll be funny. And then they make it, and it still makes you laugh, and it's funnier than what you thought. Um, I think like um, the only thing that that did knock this down a bit for me was that um, I like the character Mimi. Like, mm. how did what did you feel about her? Well, she she's really weird tonally because mm. um, from the from the opening scene, really, where you kind of like. Oh, okay she's like a really mean spirited person mm. she's like a bully she bullies her brother constantly throughout the movie you know she's the one in charge and it was their their relationship the brother and sister was the one throughout the whole movie where i was like i don't really know where this is gonna go mm. and then when it ended i was like oh yeah that didn't really go anywhere but yeah. like because there were so many jokes and everything else landed it didn't really bother me but by there was a moment when um the brother starts to kind of like think Oh, yeah. is, is Mimi is what Mimi's doing the right thing and shall I kind of step in and stop it mm. um and like I thought that would then be what the kind of like final conclusion of the movie was was like them button heads and they never really went in that direction but no. yeah it was a weird like I was thoroughly entertained by it because it was just so slapstick and silly mm. um and I think it works because you have a kid who's in control of this like demon who wants to kill everyone um you know like the first yeah. time we're introduced to him kid. yeah like we're, when we're first introduced to him in this amazing terminator-esque scene um yeah. where he like meets these punks in this warehouse and he just like destroys them it's so awesome and then like mm. later on the kids see that and they see all the destruction and they just have no reaction to it yeah and like i think that there those are the moments where you gauge what type of the movie is going to be because early on when she just gets the amulet or whatever it's called i was mm. just like oh, okay she's probably going to be in control of him but she probably doesn't understand how dangerous he is and then i thought okay maybe the parents will never find out in the other kind of outside world but like pretty early on within the first half an hour you've established like she's in control of this being 
everyone knows that this being has murdered people and does fucked up things and also the parents know about it and also they're like in public as well and people just don't really turn a blind eye like you kind of have to oh, just get so with dumb. Yeah. yeah you just have to kind of go along with the tone and be like okay it makes more sense because you can't just have pg in the shadows the whole movie that just wouldn't work um so you kind of just have to go along with the ride and i think making the person in control of pg be like a mean-spirited quite evil person did work quite well um because yeah. yeah she isn't this like sweet person and she doesn't really have any redemption either she's just like a bit annoying throughout and then that's kind of her arc really yeah i think that's why like i think i i disliked mimi mm. but i think i think he kind of meant to but yeah. i think um you know i think the first kind of 15 20 minutes it was the only part of the thing that i kind of was like oh she's so annoying and like I, I, I almost wanted like Psycho Gorman just to turn on her like early yeah. doors, <laughs> and I think that's kind of like part of what you need to do because because you know that you want to be rooting for for PG, mm. and you kind of like the fact that he's being controlled by this girl that is so annoying. You're just like, oh, I just want you to get that amulet. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, the few so times when he's like over a shoulder trying to grab it, you're just like, yeah. go on, snatch it. <laughs> and like, and I think that's why like I, 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 she didn't land fully with me because I think when the movie ends, I'm like, oh, I could have, I could have done with like disliking her less mm. like i i think you know I, some of her jokes and stuff were probably the ones that landed least for me uh, yeah. out of everyone but then everything else around it was so good I, I got over that and i think like that would be my only critique really that i i, I kind of wished that she was a little bit different um, yeah i can totally see that as well b- yeah. because i felt the same way and then i i feel like uh, you know i was thinking about it where okay maybe i wouldn't have loved pg as much um yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. difficult because he is portrayed as like he's the bad guy he's coming to earth to destroy every being on earth mm. and so it's kind of like but you want him to be the hero and so uh it is very much a case of if, if it was like a nice person controlling him that was like a funny relatable person it would have been very hard to also be like an npg is also great it still makes me think as well that like this could all be just in her head because like the way she talks and the way she kind of um portrays herself it's mm-hmm. she's very much just living in her own world yeah she answers her own questions and uh it's the old kind of, hero fantasy isn't it? yeah you know and it was like when i was a bit through this movie i was like is this all just mimi <laughs> like mm. just but but yeah i you know i think um yeah the big the big things are obviously the the way that just like we get this gore we get this um uh you know the violence and all of that works and i think like you say it is the homages it is the fact that it it loves you know these horror movies it loves terminator you know, we have the whole scene where where they're teaching Psycho Gorman <laughs> phrases, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, you, you motherfuckers, you're <laughs> you're straight up going into T two, and I love you for it." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and um, yeah, like it's 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 weird because I finished this movie and I was like, I feel like I need to watch this again before mm-hmm. we record, and I, and I just knew I wouldn't have time because it's it's kind of like. You know, certain movies, when you're watching them, you're like, I can't take this all in in one go. And I think this is one of them where, like, there are so many crazy scenes where it just, like, um, I think, like I say, because it's it's trying not to go, like, full spoiler into certain things as well. Like I said, I don't think you can spoil this movie, but just certain Mm -hmm. moments. And it's just, but what they do is they lean into it so much. Yeah. You know, you suddenly go off to, like, off planet. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have this kind of, like, council scene. And, like... (laughs) They so lean, good. 
they lean into it so hard and they yeah. lean into this like mythology and all of this like foreshadowing that doesn't go anywhere it's just foreshadow for foreshadow's sake and i mm. love it and it's just you know it's it's kind of like you know when uh people watch lord of the rings and they're like oh it's just a load of like crazy shit and no one's really thought about it you know people say that and then they actually look at tolkien's like library that he created of this world and they're like oh, okay maybe he did think about it a bit mm. i feel like that's what this movie is where they're just like let's just just go there and go to 11 and just you know we're crazy and then that's that's what i get from this movie that they're just absolutely crazy those scenes like, to me came across like a comedic star wars in, in a way where it was mm. like because one thing i thought of when i was, I mean, watching it was comedic it was, star wars crossed with lord of the rings to me yeah like because taika watiti is obviously doing a star wars movie and when mm. i was, when we were seeing those in the galactic scenes where there is literally like a round table of all these ridiculous looking creatures that are all they're literally like you know the fish man and star wars and all these characters mm. like it remind me of like oh if he did this right. as a comedy sequence that's what this would be of like mm. oh here's just like a head in a jar and when it talks it just sounds like bubbles you know like yeah. as a throwaway gag and they've, they've and made that big joke and, and then someone's just like good point bubbles yeah like <laughs> it's so, yeah like it just it works so goddamn well and that's what it reminded me of of like the dumbest shit in star wars just like turn up to 11 so i love that as well um yeah but yeah like i'm, I'm really glad that you liked the uh the terminator stuff because i thought that was going to be one of the main ones that sort of leans into but one of the yeah. things that really took me off guard that i was really happy with was the amount of homages to the movie that i literally watched last week for the first time <laughs> in robocop <laughs> Because, like, my favorite sequence of this entire movie is basically a big, like, ripoff of Robocop. Um, yeah. Like, this movie has one of the best cop sequences ever. Um, yeah. Because, you know, the amount of frustrations I have with dumb cops over the years, and they just dialed it up to 11 again, like, everything in this movie, where, like, the cops turn up in CPG, and you're like, oh my God, what's going to happen? <laughs> and the cop's reaction is just like, one of them's like, remember your training. The other one's like, there is no time. It just starts shooting him. Yeah. I was like, that's so good. And like, and then the way that pans out into this amazing homage to one of the most fucked up parts of Robocop that is mm. then one of the best returning jokes in the whole film um, was just so good, man. Like, oh my just, God, that guy was hilarious. Yeah, it was like, just amazing, wasn't it? Like they, they, the visual comedy of creature design. I was design, just like, I was just like take, take the gun off that guy for God's <laughs> sake. I know just the way he's twirling it around. Like, <laughs> It's just amazing. Like one of the early jokes as well that has like a payoff. And again, yeah. this is the performance of PG's voice that I just love was like the mm. magazine bit with the hunky boys joke. Yeah. Um, where he's like, I don't like hunky boys or do I? Or and then like, I, yeah. and then like there's a callback to that later on in the middle of a really <laughs> like, it was just, it, it honestly, I was on the floor at that moment. It worked yeah. so well. Uh, and just like, yeah, the, the comedy of this man, it just, I couldn't believe it. It just worked. Everything uh, just worked. I feel like I got to get drunk and watch this movie because I, watch this movie sober yeah i, know. I really I want to watch this I, I, with someone who like, yeah. likes it as much because <laughs> it'll just be perfect <laughs> yeah like I, like we just need like a sick blu-ray release and then we can oh, watch yeah. it when we're allowed like it would be awesome because yeah. like i just i think um i think that's what this movie is is all about just like having fun like mm. like it's funny even talking about it on like a you know i mean we're, we're not exactly serious but like you know we're, we're doing a horror podcast where we're trying mm. to review it and it's like this movie doesn't need that this movie is just like something that should be watched and, and not really critiqued or talked about that mm. in that way it's just yeah. like just if, if you want to have a good time then watch the movie and if you if you want to take something seriously please don't watch this movie 
yeah. you know, because this movie does not want to be taken seriously. And like, I mean that as a compliment, 100%. Um, you know, and I think um, when, when I'm, when I'm thinking back at this movie, like, I can't think of a movie that we've seen that just has this much crazy stuff in, mm-hmm. like where you almost get numb to it. Yeah. Like it's what we spoke about with sometimes like, you know, different horror movies where you get numb to the violence or you get numb to kind of these certain things. Like I just got numb to how crazy this movie was and kind of like when, you know, things happen in the final act and they kind of go to crazy places. None of it was like a surprise to me at this point. Mm. It was almost like my brain got on the same level as them. I'm like, Oh yeah, she's going to turn into that. That's clearly going to happen. Like, and I was just like, you know, I, I think, um, yeah, somehow the movie just got me into that mindset where, yeah, uh, it's just, it's just, it's just weird, isn't it? Like Mm. I've never seen anything like it. Well, it's just the amount of content and ideas that were put into one movie. We really don't see this that often because we were sold Psycho Goreman being controlled by these two kids. And like that is primarily the movie, but just like the extra stuff, the extra amount of monsters and creatures that are thrown into this, that like most movies you'd have maybe one or two. You know, like another movie that I kept thinking about a lot was Hellraiser watching this. Oh, and I was God, like, loads of Hellraiser. He is literally uh, like one of the best Cenobites we've ever seen. Yeah. And, and then I was thinking about like how we had like, like what four in the first hellraiser movie mm. and and, I, and then this is like there's 30 different crazy creature designs that are all unique that could all be you know figures yeah, like figures yeah, yeah like they're just, like, and they're all so memorable as well and that's why I, I agree with you that you do get numb to it and that's why i can't wait to re-watch this and you know i'm gonna watch this loads of times this year when i ever need a good time and like i can't wait to just remember like oh yeah remember that guy he's is full weren't he on the end like there's just oh, gonna be God, so that many one where he's just like spraying blood for ages and oh yeah <laughs> but the thing i love as well is there's so much backstory and stuff even to the Mm. point that um uh pg starts reminiscing and you get like the the flash like he's going to do a flashback and the kid's like not again i I really really wanted a flashback as well like all those those moments of like the intergalactic war in the past which is so awesome where i was like i want this as a video game i want this as a book i want this as a tv show like i just want it all like yeah i just don't i just don't just yeah, I just don't it. really, I don't really know how people made something this good with, with like, mm. like one of one of two things is well, one of three things has happened, and I think the 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 thing that's really happened is the people that have made it are just geniuses and very mm. very skilled. But it's either fun. it's either that, or they just have like secretly the world's biggest budget. <laughs> this is actually a hundred million dollar movie. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm just like, how do you make a movie like this? Like on mm. the budget they must have had. Yeah, well, it's like all those classic indies that we've seen over the years. They put these films to shame. Mm. And it shows you that, yes, budgetary restraints are a thing. um, Absolutely. But, like, when done right it's it's unfathomable what you can do with so little and yeah it, it's because of the love like what this guy has done as we've discussed you know as a director as a writer writer and director for this film as well as his kind of crazy background in special effects which i'm sure he was heavily involved in this movie like there's just that love to it that you see like we, we just we discussed it with anna and the apocalypse when it was like everyone that was making that movie they had a love and a passion for what they were doing and they created something that was so much better than anyone could have imagined yeah um, i guess and they probably just, you know it depends on how long this movie takes to get like pg takes to get made it could have been like an ongoing project and that's why it's kind of got so much love in it yeah like because it does feel that way of like he has has done smaller stuff like the void Mm. and then he 
he's worked in other franchises like Leprechaun to like get his name out there to get a bit of trust in him and they'd be like right here's this kind of like original thing you know because I think he did another movie ages ago ages ago called like Cyborg Man or something like 10 or 12 years ago that seems like similar type stuff but it was obviously way lower budget than this and way smaller scale um but like the fact that he's able to do this now, and it's cool because his next project is he's directed four episodes of the upcoming Day of the Dead TV show. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's like an interesting that's choice for look him. Sick then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, if they've got these kind of special effects guys like on hand for that, that's that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I just I just love this movie, man. Like it was exactly what I needed right now. What we were talking about, where movies just hit you at a good time. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, to kind of have the conversation a bit more serious, like this is a really, really, truly great film. And I think for all of the the one the films that we've covered that are more comedy focused, we've had a lot that we've really enjoyed and really laughed at. But I don't think we've had a movie that is like this level of quality. And I know we're early on in the year, of course, and we have no idea what the next 12 months is going to hold for us. Mm. Uh, um, but I think like in terms of overall quality, this is like you know in my mind it's a contender for like a really really awesome film of the year that's so comedy focused and and looking over the last four or five years of in the show we've not really had that had we like we've not had a movie that's even top five on one of our lists that's comedy focused i guess maybe happy death day did that make a top five yeah yeah, I think that would have. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good point. That's probably the only one. Um, but we were so in love with like the horror slasher elements of that as well. Mm, yeah. Um, and that's not to say that this is just a comedy, of course. No, that's a, that's a very good example. So they, they are out there. But I think even the ones that we have enjoyed, like last year and a few others, like even last year with the week yeah. year, wasn't yeah. really. We, and like I say, we were looking for good comedy. We wanted that last year and it really wasn't there. Um, so yeah, man, I just, I, this, I can't I wait. This reminded me of more than anything, you know, when uh, and, it, and it doesn't surprise me that this guy was involved in ABCs of Death, mm. um, because this feels like a segment in ABCs of Death that you watch and it's a three minute segment and you're like, these people are crazy. <laughs> and I don't know what I've just seen for three minutes. And, and they've turned that three minute segment into a 90 minute feature. Yeah. And, and again, like that isn't that 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 is a compliment. <laughs> Where I'm, I'm just like, I don't really never seen that one before. No, where I'm just like, you know, you see these crazy, you know, watching ABC, there's some of these crazy, you know, there are some segments where I'm like, oh, yeah, they can make a feature out of that. And then suddenly there's these, um, what was that one that was, was it called like VFF, V, what, the V one, whatever it was in VHS? Oh, oh, yeah, I can't remember, but I know what you mean. Yeah, and that was like a really crazy over-the-top invasion thing where there was like mm. all these lasers and just like this dinosaur that shot lasers out of its mouth and stuff. And yeah. I was just like, my God, these people just... VFW or something like that, weren't it? And like... um that movie we saw last year. Oh, but... <laughs> God, it was, weren't it? Yeah, it was something like that anyway. Mm. And um, yeah, I remember just watching that segment thinking... Uh, well, clearly these people just had fun for like their five minute bit. And like, and then sometimes you see people and, and you're like, oh no, this is like a grindhouse trailer where they're actually made this segment because they want this film to get made. Mm. And I feel like this is one of them where like these people did want it to get made, but it just didn't, you know, it, it, it really shouldn't be made and it shouldn't have worked, but it, but it's there and it does like, and it's just, it's just, it's just wild definitely one of the other things i want to call out because i did mention how awesome the sound design was which i think goes such a long way of like mm. visually this movie is so impressive and that is clearly the thing that sells it the most but i think with that that 
backup of the sound i think is equally important and just goes such a long way um but the soundtrack like i don't know if you like let the credits play out but the two mm-hmm. final songs oh my god i had to yeah because they're, they're <laughs> hilarious yeah they're so good these like two new original songs that are like the theme song for psycho gorman i do feel just like you've stumbled onto this you know 90s tv show that's a star in this 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 creature um and it just it just all works like you say it i've it's crazy that all the pieces work this well um because i always thought it would be like oh it was a fun trailer and this character worked but this didn't it's like it all just came together in such an overall package that i'm i'm just thrilled that it was this good and i can't wait for it's kind of coming shudder later this year um so more people get to see it and that's great um and i cannot wait and yeah like you say i'm pretty sure i think they did say a blu-ray release might be coming in march um so i hope that's coming to the uk because yeah this is like I want to get the merch of this man. Like I have looked and they have already released like action figure lines for this, which is crazy. Um, I want the brain on a t-shirt. Yeah. It's just what like, this is so many. I want them could, all. Someone can hook me up with that. Um, it'll, it'll exist, but, for sure. But I think, yeah, like the, the director, like um, I remember from the void, the soundtrack being a really strong point of it. Mm. I remember it being like a really good homage and a really good soundtrack. And it just kind of like, it didn't, keep me for the full 90 it had some very strong moments i remember Mm -hmm. kind of just walking away enjoying it and i think kind of seeing this it just shows that like he he's building on things and i think um like you say the 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 soundtrack is is a mixture of of a lot of things it's very uniquely psycho gorman in in the way it's done but it's also a massive homage to all the things it's trying to hit so like Mm -hmm. um and you know I, i i think that's more difficult than than doing um almost anything else really because you're trying to you know you're copying something else that's been that people love and and it's fantastic but you're adding your own spin to it and you're not and and therefore you're making your original thing but you're getting that homage right and i think kind of that is a really fine line to either be in a cheesy ripoff or just an exact ripoff or just not working but but this this just works yeah um and i think kind of um the the movie never has a slow point i think as well like you know this when i when i saw that this movie was 90 minutes i was like wow like when the movie started at the pace it did like well you know when we got that opening monologue and it of just craziness and i was like well how is this movie gonna be crazy for 90 minutes and 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 yeah it was up to the final credits yeah well i think obviously with a movie like this with so much creature design and gore and that you obviously have to have those moments where it's just human characters mm. and so i think that is worth saying is that this movie has that because it has to yeah, yeah. in terms of everything. but the family is is great like you say like we've undersold how hilarious the dad is like early on when he oh, was just portrayed as like the loser dad i was like i love this because it reminds me of stranger things and i love mm. how in stranger things they have these like a couple of the families just have these like distant loser dads that are just yeah. like they're not part of the adventure they don't know what their kids are up to and they're just they're just there watching tv in the background and i already liked that portrayal and i was expecting that from this movie because that's kind of what you get early on and like a, there's like a really funny dinner scene where he's talking about like making the food in the microwave and just yeah. it just all works really well but then like how much they go into that and really naturally make the mom and dad like actual characters it just worked so well it was just so hilarious the scene where he brought a new tv and then quit work yeah (laughs) he was like yeah and you might want to um pick up some extra shifts honey because i just bought his new tv (laughs) for this tv (laughs) (laughs) yeah it, it was just awesome like 
I'm just so happy, man. This this is a, this is a movie that made me very happy to watch. It makes me very happy to talk about it. Mm. Um, and I just hope people get as much enjoyment out of it as we did because it's just awesome. Um, yeah, and I really want to watch happy it time. We just don't really get movies like this. Like, I don't really want to move on from it. It's just, it's just all happiness. This is great. It's nice yeah. to have one of these every so often. We don't know when the next one's going to happen. So let's enjoy it. Let's talk about it again next week, shall we? <laughs> do it. We can do a spoiler <laughs> cast. Um, yeah, we can do the rewatch yes um but yeah i think obviously as far as recommendations go this is about as strong as i could ever recommend a movie for the show um obviously you need to want to watch a comedy um not a self-serious horror movie and we we watch plenty of them um yeah. you know we've already seen a couple this year that we very much liked that were serious movies um but yeah as, as far as like a just straight up good fun time movie this is like the strongest i could ever recommend a movie like i say i, I don't think i've smiled laughed or just been thoroughly entertained as much as any film really we've seen for the show of just mm. like what a great time i'm gonna watch this i'm gonna laugh i can't wait to kind of like hopefully dig into the behind the scenes of like how a, a goddamn movie like this ever gets made um especially the creature stuff I know, like I'm i want to see the camera made. behind the camera mm. like showing this with the with the effects and just seeing how that looked <laughs> yeah. because yeah i just can't yeah i just can't wrap my head around it um yeah but, it was a perfect yeah film. Yeah, I think for me, like, you know, we've spoke, I've spoken a lot on this show, how I want this escape, just this fun escape to get away from the world. And like, this was, this was the, you know, exactly that, where it just took me away for 90 minutes. And I, and I was just kind of enamored with what I was watching. I was laughing. I got my, you know, I got the the violence and gore in it. And I think kind of, um, yeah, you, I can't recommend it strong enough, apart from the fact you need to be in the mood for it. Mm. like i think that is the only thing and like i have been for a while and yeah. like it's it's you know it it quenched that thirst that i had but i think yeah you, you have to definitely want to be in the mood for it but if if you are then yeah there, there's nothing better yeah for sure um i'm just so happy this movie delivered like i say it was just a weird gut feeling i had like a year ago and i'm just so glad that it actually paid off and it was this good i, ne I never would have dreamed it was gonna be this good either so no, no I'm, I'm really happy that you thoroughly enjoyed it as well because i would have been so depressed if this was like one of those ones that i just absolutely adored and you were like eh, it's all i really right. <laughs> i really wanted to be a dick to you and I, I can't do that to the film like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> if the film if the film had been good i would have just like ripped Chat it to shreds yeah like, or, or just, chronic. <laughs> yeah, just just to do it but i i couldn't i couldn't no, no this movie deserves its props for sure um but yeah that yeah. was our discussion of psycho goreman uh, we'll take a short break and we'll be right back So yeah, ending the show this week. Um, I have seen another movie actually in the past week um, that didn't give me as much joy as Psycho Goreman, of course. Um, but it was one that I've wanted to rewatch for a while, actually. Um, I was I was going to get around to watching a Halloween. It just didn't happen. Um, but I finally rewatched Hollow Man, um, which I've not yeah not seen for a very long time. Obviously, I've not seen post seeing the Invisible Man. Um, and it was yeah one of my favorites growing up. Like I remember having the video and watching this film loads. Um, mm. And yeah, I tell you what, I really like this movie a lot, um, but a lot of it has aged very poorly. Um, and yeah. it's probably not what you would think. It's not the effects. Um, the effects in this movie are awesome. Um, like this movie was ridiculously I how bloody. It is. Yeah, it's really bloody and gory, and like because it's like a hard eighteen, and it's. Mm 
just like the budgets back then it's really hard to wrap your mind around it because we're just used to like that whole bloomhouse five mil you know and like anything mm. over like if a horror movie's like 15 million we're like jesus christ that's a risk um yeah. i think invisible man was seven million um whereas i'll have to pull it up now but i'm pretty sure i looked it up and hollow man was close to a hundred million dollar like budget what um yeah it was yeah it was 95 million dollars for a movie released yeah. in the year 2000 so that's like as big as any film back then that's in 2000 crazy and like because i talked about that with 13 ghosts as well like that's bacon one of the things i think home the bacon <laughs> yeah. i was gonna say like how much of that was just to him but like no you can see it because like the special effects in this movie are incredible you know like all the invisible stuff like, i think we talked about that when we watched the invisible man was that it was awesome movie but there wasn't really too much kind of like hijinks involving the invisible man um whereas oh, yeah, this movie there's, is there's hijinks turned up to 12 in hollow man Yes, yeah, so like I love that aspect of it, but the the reason why I was like not as hot on it that it really hasn't aged well is like this movie is just like really mean spirited and really like I don't know what the other word for it is other than rapey, um, because Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Bacon's character is such a piece of shit from the get go. Yeah. Like he, he is making really disgusting jokes about like violating women very early on before he's even gone invisible, right. um, and he like really misogynistic towards his female um you know what work, work colleagues and is just constantly making inappropriate comments and then like the other guys are just kind of going along with it yeah i do and, kind of remember that actually in the like oh, it's, it's so weird i've not though. seen the film in, in years like hmm. he, he when he is invisible he does do a lot of kind of well, yeah. sinister talking and it's crazy because yeah. yeah like even early on he's basically saying like all the things he would do if he was invisible and then like mm. when he's invisible he does them and like this movie has a really graphic rape scene that is crazy and like the craziest thing about it is it's shot mostly from a point of view perspective so like that's a bold choice to put in a movie like yeah. point of view you're the invisible rapist like it's fucking wild to watch now um and it just would not hang you would just not get this in a sony picture in released hundred million dollar budget no, exactly starring kevin bacon like it's so yeah, like that aspect of it is, is just weird. And I think what was really weird as well is like having, you know, Invisible Man came out and it's like, now I kind of understand it, that movie even more because I feel like that was like an answer to like almost write the wrongs of a movie like this of like, it's about victims and about believing victims and trying to help them. <laughs> and whereas this movie is just like, hey, if you're invisible, I guess you'd be a rapist. Like that's kind of the point of the film. <laughs> Um, so it's it's weird. It's really weird. Um, yeah. But I, I still enjoy the movie. I really like the visual effects in particular. And like Kevin yeah. Bacon is great in the role. He's just an absolute scumbag. Um, oh yeah. But he played. The role. <laughs> um, but oh, yeah. yeah, I remember like after watching that movie, just thinking like you, you know like because you know we watched that movie when you know reasonably young, and just thinking like oh that that you know he's just always a scumbag. Mm. like and when he was in a role where he's not a scumbag i was surprised by it because he just he he because he, we'd seen that movie so much and because he is that much of a scumbag in it and he does it so well you're like mm. oh well that's what he is you know yeah it's, it's just like a weird you see sean bean you're like well he's gonna he's gonna die yeah, yeah you know? it was a weird <laughs> it's a really weird one like i would recommend it to people to watch as kind of like a piece of history of like mm. a, a one-two punch of watching this in invisible man the, the recent one is like yeah it would be funny yeah. In terms of yeah. like what what place the world is in right now and what kind of movies are being made, like yeah, it's it's absolutely fascinating. Um, but yeah, that's that's the only movie I watched. Have, have you watched anything else, or should we talk a bit about that one division? Because we haven't really talked um, about it. Yet. I just um, have have been deep diving into Dawn of the Dead even more. Nice. So <laughs> How many that, that's, 
I haven't watched any more versions, right. but there are so many feature-length documentaries. <laughs> I think I've watched three nice. um, feature-length documentaries. You know, they're all well over an hour. I think mm. two of them were 90 minutes. And um, I'm just not bored of them. Like, I don't think I could ever get bored of people talking about Dawn of the Dead. Mm. Um, I think as well, like, I love retrospective documentaries. So, like, um, the one that I watched recently, I'm not going to go into them too much because, you know, not super exciting to talk about, but, like, um, it was all of the zombies and bikers, like, I don't know when it was shot, but within the last 10 years. Mm. And so it was just like, oh, yeah, I was a zombie that got a pie in the face. (laughs) I was the whatever zombie. And they're just all so proud and so passionate about it. And, like, there was, like, these guys that were zombies, but their, their things were cut. And this one guy that actually filmed, like they let him film a Super 8 documentary um, during the time. And that documentary is on the Blu-ray and I watched it. And then he um, fell before his squibs went off. So Romero cut him from the movie. (laughs) Like He was so passionate and he filmed like this whole thing that's on the Blu-ray. And this guy is not in the film. Yeah. (laughs) And it was just, it's just like all this stuff is just brilliant. And um they had the um the helicopter where he's you know the guy who gets his top of his head sliced off the mm-hmm. zombie with the helicopter blade he was on there talking loads and just like it's just it was just brilliant to see them all like so many years later and yeah it was all great i think it's yeah, i think it's called like bikers and zombies yeah um something like that um with the fan goes to all the locations um i can't remember now because i haven't gone i haven't seen that yet but there's yeah. there's still two or three to get i can't remember now that's on the what, arrow one and that's there? pretty cool because yeah they like all met up in the mall and they had like all the actors there like the, i remember mm. that one specifically you just well, said the on, heli- he like, recreates it in the spot where yes. he got killed and filmed. they um oh no he re- he recreates it in the mall oh does um, he? he yeah yeah oh well what i've seen was he was in the mall doing a retrospective thing and and slovini was on stage and did the makeup on stage and then recreated the scene on stage but it was oh, yeah. the mall. yeah they, he wasn't in makeup or anything they were just going to the like the sets and he just like oh yeah 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 that was in this as well but yeah, yeah. It, it's just fantastic and yeah mm-hmm. honestly i can't get over this the, 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 this collection because it's just it's just so vast and yeah. like um I've never seen a deep dive like it. The fact that I've got like this Bible to read and then a novel as well, if I want. And then there's like these multiple soundtracks. It's just, it's just absolutely crazy. That's exactly what you want. Was that second sight, that one? Yeah, that was the second sight one. That's so so awesome. I'm so happy that like, because the, the arrow one was great, but like the, the biggest problem was it was out of print for so long. And Mm. like, like the fact that you have to go to these like secondary markets to get these things like i mm. i think i discussed last year there's a hollow man one and two like blu-ray set and i was like oh great and it's out of print so it's like well i'm not gonna spend 40 quid on it when it was like 15 pound at retail like yeah not gonna do that um and especially like because you're just not gonna give any money to the people that deserve I mean, it anyway I remember that hollow man one looked nice i remember i remember it was quite pricey when it came out but it did look nice yeah so it's yeah it's it's awesome that that's out i i mm. wonder how long the license for because did that come out around like october last year yeah around about i mean the fact that they've just put out like the regular edition mm, yeah. um and like i say i think that's a great deal you don't get i can't remember if you get all the features but you definitely i think you do i think you get like pretty much all that i've talked about you just don't get all like the other crazy stuff yeah like it's so really it's really they'll or, like be able to sell that for a few years <laughs> yeah well that's what i'm hoping i'm hoping the version i've got stays quite limited makes mm-hmm. that feel special i think it was limited in number but then this you know the more normal version will just be there on shelves for a while yeah hopefully um 
but yeah, that WandaVision, hey? Mm. What about that WandaVision? I mean, we had a very brief conversation about it, I think, last week. Um, yeah, I haven't watched episode three yet. But have you not? No. Yeah, see, I think you're doing it smart because I adore this show. But yeah, like watching one a week is painful. Like it's absolutely painful. Yeah, and... they're so short and it's very yeah. different to Mando. Like 100%. when we watched Mandalorian, I wanted that experience a week and I wanted to digest it for a week. Whereas I just want more of this and I want to absorb more of this. So I'm kind of thinking that I might try and let it build up a bit. I definitely think that uh, I think the biggest problem as well is like I want to know what's going on so much. Yeah, like exactly. I know that's what they want, but it's almost to the detriment of the show because mm. the show is the whimsical. It's every week just getting on a fun adventure. And that's exactly what happens without going into spoilers in episode three mm. of like, here's the thing that happens. That's going to take up a bulk of the episode. And then there's going to be maybe be one or two moments yeah, well, where like, it's like right? episode two was just all about that talent show and just yeah. kind of like the, the set up the talent show itself in the aftermath. But then you just get these little parts of what is actually going on. And like, I haven't done anything like it since Lost. Yeah, but like where I'm just like, oh my god, I need to know answers. Like, what mm. the hell is this? It's just so crazy. Yeah. Um, but I just, I just at this point, I'm just like, I think Disney's too disgusting, like with their <laughs> TV, because I'm just like, this was the one that I had no hype for, and yeah, then like the the Marvel that I've got hype for is so soon, and I'm just like. I think they're oh. going to completely change the game this year. I really do. Like, I mm. think we have seen such high points. I think HBO have been in, uh, behind a lot of the big shows that have yeah, kind of definitely. been successful. But I think with Disney now, if they if they commit to it, and especially right now, like they couldn't have started this at a better time of mm. like when people are home, you haven't got to rely on that cinema experience. So they're like, well, great. We've got all this Marvel stuff. We've got all this Star Wars stuff. Hopefully some other different stuff as well, like original stuff as well as other yeah, franchises. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'd love an original IP TV show. Yeah, and and the fact that they've already had that announcement where in the UK in particular, I think it's pretty soon, soon in Fed. They're obviously adding adding the more like adult content where we're getting like all of Lost coming soon to Disney yeah. Plus, and it's like that's awesome because then it is way more than just a kids thing. Whilst that'll always be its primary use, like it is great to have something that. And again, I don't want like hardcore violence on there, but like you know, getting that rating up a little bit. And I think that's what's crazy to me is like Mando was perfectly fine in terms of its rating, and I think WandaVision in particular is like these these real moments of like sinisterness is awesome and i think we're just going to see more of that in the mcu now because they can just take chances like they say mm. they don't care like there's not an avengers movie on the horizon this isn't all built into this one event anymore well that the needs thing is money. they can just do fun stuff with all these different shows and especially yeah. with these types of shows as well i hope that it's not Again, something like Mandalorian is so goddamn good that I want it to run and run and run. But WandaVision is like, if this is it's just nine episodes and, and that's mm. it forever, fantastic. And a lot of these sh- upcoming shows, I hope they are just one season of TV to tell the story like Watchmen. Get in, get out, leave us wanting more. And, and that's perfect for me. Yeah, I think so too. And I, but I think as well, like they've, they've built these franchises to a level now that they don't, that they can take these risks. You know, like mm. Star Wars is something that we've said about that, like, you can take risks with because it's Star Wars. Like, everyone's going to watch it. So if you take a risk and it pays off, like Mandalorian, then great. And, like, I think, um, you know, Marvel is, at that point now, it is the new Star Wars. Like, those movies are so goddamn big. The second something comes out, people are going to watch it. And I love the fact that they're taking the risk. Like, Mm. the first episode, I I was just like, what are they doing? Like, in the best possible way, where I'm just like... This is this is insane. Like, and I was just watching this black and white, like fifties version of those Vision and Wanda living together, and I was like, "What? What? What the hell is this show?" 
Yeah, um, I think like the general consensus, and it gets so much shit, which I just don't even want to get into. But like people say, you know, oh, it's all just the same story rebranded and this and that, and it's just you know made for the masses and stuff like this proves that even though that that viewpoint is complete bullshit anyway this proves that so clearly so mm. obviously because it's it's creative it's unique it's original it's doing something that we've never seen before and it's not catering to the masses in the slightest like you're telling me the smart thing to do with the first ever mcu tv show is to set it in like 1950s sitcom with these two side characters with a laugh, with a, track. With a laugh track and it's black and white like no, that is like one of the highest risks you could ever make. Like yeah. you would just have a weekly Spider-Man or Iron Man show where they just go on adventures. That'd be the easiest thing to make, you know, that would make the most money and we'd get the most people watching it. But like, no, let's make this really weird, crazy, obscure thing that only the hardcore MCU fans are going to give a shit about. And it's paying off, man. Like, I I'm think just as thrilled. well, I, I never believed that um, they would make an MCU uh horror movie or not not even horror movie but mm. r-rated movie you know yeah, when they talk about the doctor strange movie yeah and they're like oh we're gonna go hard in this i've mm. never believed it right. and it weren't until i watched the first episode of one division where i was like oh no they're gonna go deep like they will go they will go rated r they will go dark like like i said the, um was it morbius or what was it yeah is morbius it, is uh, like the uh only one yeah yeah, like, you know, when they when they kind of talk about kind of going dark and that, I'm like, okay, well, you, you probably will just, like, do it for one-off, but I can now see that Disney will do that and, and yeah. take that risk. And the fact that, like you say, the the higher-rated stuff is coming to Disney+, Plus, you, you could easily see that they put out a super dark um, uh, Hawkeye, you know, when mm. he is just, like, in his assassin mode, and that is mm. literally, like, a graphic novel, Sin yeah. City style of him like just like absolutely wrecking these assassins and like being super hyper violent. Like I could see that happening, mm. you know, and like how good would that be? Yeah. Well, I think the fact that they're playing with some more obscure stuff and I completely agree with you, like the idea of an R rated Marvel movie a few years ago was ridiculous. And mm. now we're at a point where like Kevin Feige said recently, yeah, we are developing an R rated Deadpool movie set in the MCU universe. Like that is a reality, you know, it could be five years away, but that is a reality. And obviously I think stuff like Joker is like the reason to thank for that um, because mm. it can prove that you can still make money. But yeah, but the MCU, the TV show stuff in particular, you can just take so many risks with this, which I just love. Like these are such weird choices to make of like, okay, it's wonder and it's vision and it's set after when like this character is already dead. Um, but like, <laughs> Like it's you know it's this whole thing it's just I, I love how unique it is where they're going with it and i cannot wait to like every friday i'm like i sit down and i immediately watch it it's over way too quickly and then i just want more of it and that is my only like criticism is like it's so piecemeal um i love the weekly weekly thing and especially for mandalorian as we've said time and time again releasing that in one go like what netflix do that have been a horrible horrible mistake um yeah. because like epi like the full seasons out what do you even react to you know there's richard break there's there's well i don't want to i was going about to spoil yeah, the last episode well, um but like yeah there's so much to talk about whereas with wandavision i actually feel like this would have mm. worked to put out all nine episodes at once but, bit, um, but i think it's i think it's that excitement you know like mm. i'm i'm excited i have one sat there ready to go and like yeah. i'm excited like for when friday gets here and like i think it's good that they you know I, it, it is bringing back that traditional style tv which i do miss like i as much as i will binge stuff and like do that i'm not like a fan of it really like when no. stranger things came out yeah, i was like oh man i just like like just shoved that in my face mm -hmm. and just like didn't enjoy it you know and i just wanted to sit down and eat this long meal and mm -hmm. 
and I didn't. And like, um, things would be so much better weekly, you know? And, and the thing is I had to, because if I didn't, I'd have seen spoilers. And that's why I'm quite relaxed about one, the vision because people aren't going crazy about it. I'm not mm. seeing anything. So I feel comfortable. Whereas with Mandalorian, I knew within two hours I'd have to watch it because it would be trending. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and yeah. I think there is something to be said about that whole, just release it on the Friday. You can watch it anytime you want. And I think that, we know now that on Disney Plus, every Friday for the next probably five months, there's going to yeah, be like awesome. some form of TV show releasing on that Friday, which is just great. Like it'll just it'll go into the next one, into the next one, and then you know by the end of the year we'll have bloody Mandalorian again, which is like yeah. and I then we've we've just never seen anything like it with what Disney's putting out. Like it's not horror, but it's so it's so important to talk about because the mm. fact that they are just putting out movies like Soul and all of these you know things like that, and just all of this kind of like top tier stuff that you'd go to the cinema to see and then also the 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 highest tier in tv that's around right now as well yeah like it's just it's it's the best deal in in television yeah i I really i would love to see them just throw black widow on there as just like a thank you to everyone because if we are going to be getting to that point of just here's another three month delay has you know as we've just discussed with all that Mm. crappy news earlier like don't do that to that movie don't do that to the mcu you know we had an 18 month gap between the last mcu product to wandavision now and like marvel's back let everyone just enjoy it in any way shape or form yeah Um, yeah, that movie is fascinating that is fascinating like, like everyone would sign up to watch it for sure so <laughs> the, problem, the, the thing that terrifies me with that is what they did with mulan yeah That's yeah the whole terrifies premium me. thing yeah. yeah yeah but we will see we will see um but yeah that is pretty much it for this week i have no idea what we're discussing next week <laughs> no. i haven't even thought about it we're just we're just taking this week by week like we said will it be a new movie will it be wes craven who knows <laughs> let's find out next week <laughs> will it will it be a spoiler episode of psycho gore man we don't know yes, yes please yes please <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was episode 232, where we talked about the incredible Psycho Gorman. Uh, thanks for listening, as always, and we'll see you again very soon. See you later, everyone. And through my veins and travels to my head, they said, you'll die soon enough anyway, shut up, I can't, mainly because I never could, how could I stop?